Wake up, John Doe, you're the hope of the world. decided to do like a 15 minute video uh, with a ukulele and she just admitted that she was like an asshole yeah all the time and she was like I'm sorry that I didn't know how to deal with the celebrity life um, but then she was like she said I'm just really a nerd yeah well she said that and then she was like uh, all these rumors are destroying my life <laughs> like you admitted, join the club bitch you admitted that the rumors were true though yeah, they were true, but it was like, you know, she wasn't being weird. She was just being dorky. Yeah, and then now she's got a, uh, I think what people Now wanted, she's got a blackface video out there. I, yeah, I think what people wanted was for her to, like, apologize for 
whatever they were accusing her of. I think it was like, was it grooming? Uh, something like that. I think she said grooming, but then she was like, my site is for PG-13, so like, Oh, it's like by cool. 13, you should be able to groom yourself, right? I, I mean, would think like, so. They, you, you're, at least you're getting... Well, you know how know. to wash your hair, brush your teeth. You're getting clean your deodorant no-nos. from one of your like family members for Christmas or yeah. for your birthday. They're getting you some type of like Axe body spray because they're like, it's time... <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, she, I think they wanted her to apologize and because it wasn't really an apology, they, she looked, just said, they um, looked deeper and they found that blackface video. Yeah. She said, I'm sorry that people spread bad rumors of me <laughs> in like a 15 minute song. That was the most ridiculous thing. Did she play the That ukulele? bitch was on Roddy and Car- comedians, comedians, Jesus God, comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah. With Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. The yeah, Pope of Comedy? Yeah, and then she got a Netflix... Uh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> sitcom out of it. That's who, the, uh, that's who the Pope surrounds himself with, too. <laughs> who, who, Jerry Seinfeld? Rumors. Jerry Seinfeld's of the worlds? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I said Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld was like the Pope of Comedy. Oh, I thought you said the Pope surrounds himself with Jerry Seinfeld's. No, I said... The Pope surrounds himself with the same type of people. What's the deal with all this Eucharist? (laughs) Uh, I guess we should start. Uh, Hey, everybody. Welcome to another action-packed episode of an actual podcast presented by... Actual Actual Comedy. Comedy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm Joyce, And I'm Aaron. And uh, we've got a great podcast. Are we calling this a podcast? Show? Show? Audio? Uh, Spectacle? Orgasm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get into it. Yeah, Remember Ken we Kniff? got that sweet, sweet jazz for you. I was just uh, reading an article about how uh, Eminem had, like, remember he used to do, like, skits on his albums? Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently he did a, he was trying to do a skit where he, like, called up a prostitute <laughs> and he tried to, like, shame her for being a prostitute and apparently she, like, uh, like, bo- like young bulled him. She was like, if you want to be, like, a grown man and set an appointment, like, just tell me. And, like, stop fucking around or something. And I think he started, like, defending his sexuality on the phone call. So, like, they ended up cutting the skit from the album. Cause was, <laughs> Wait, was, was this for, for the Marshall Mathers LP? I think it was either then or, like, for the Eminem show. Like, whatever time oh, he was on. Oh, that's hilarious. Those, so, uh, he was, like. He was on that stuff. Oh, what, the Tylenol PMs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the hardest he went. I think so. Um... Yeah, we got a great show for you guys. Uh, we're going to cover some of the topics yeah. uh, in depth of the things that we didn't do last week or the some of the things. Yeah, we're going to get into to. some of the notes that I've been taking for weeks that I've been wanting to talk about. And yeah. like now I have more stuff I'm more excited to talk to you about. So it's like... Can I just uh, show you a, a thing that just happened that it's going to like... I don't know if it's going to freak you out or bring you joy. Do you, let me. I'm going to show you something on my phone, right? It's, okay. it's a celebrity that I just found out is in the midst... He's in the cycle of getting canceled. Ooh. Uh, do you remember who we were talking about yesterday about how much he sucks because uh, he just played the one guy in like three movies? Adam Sandler? No, 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 no. Uh, more, more recent. And we were like, how much, oh. how much royalties or how much like? You Bless like, Logan? No, 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 no. All on the right track though. Bless Bleem? No. Remember we were talking about how like how much he gets in like residuals from and like what movie he gets the residuals from the most? Oh yeah. By the way, I changed my oh. answer from yesterday. I think it's I'm just telling you, Twenty One Jump Street. 
What the fuck is that guy's name? Come on. You don't even know his name? We were uh, just talking about him. Blown a blill. Blown a blill. Okay. Blown a blill. So. Blitten Blancel? Do you remember we were talking about him yesterday? I do. Uh, apparently, uh, this rumor or article, set of articles or whatever, came out probably right around the time while we were discussing this guy. I'm going to show you my phone now. I'm showing her my phone, everybody. It's in the sideways position. Oh, I'm sorry. Just hold it up right. Yeah, just read. read. You don't have to read it out loud, but I just want your <laughs> gen- genuine reaction. Uh, no shit, bitch. <laughs> you want I to mean, like, okay. Re- like, read one of the things, what they're accusing him of, the headlines. <laughs> Jonah Hill's ex, Sarah Brady, claims he was emotionally abusive. Yeah. It's been a year of healing. <laughs> Join the club, bitch. Yeah. Why? Welcome to every relationship I was in in the fucking early aughts. <laughs> Wild that we were talking about him at that same time. I know. It's crazy. Damn. Um, so we wanted to... Uh, I wish we could be psychic in a more like... What's the word? Like convenient for, way? Fortuitous? Yeah. Not fortuitous. Does fortuitous mean that we get money from it? Mm. I don't know. I guess it de- depends on what your definition of fortune is, right? It could be money to some people. To some I people, mean, it could I don't like care a, if it's cash nice money. A warm meal or like a, a place to sleep or something. All of that. Yeah, obviously. But you need... You Hobo need, fortune. You need that cheddar. To get better. Exactly. Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? Yellow lead better. Oh, God. Seth... What the hell is his name? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. No, he blown just a looked Blown a blill. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean the other one. Yeah. Um, like, I can't even remember his name. That's crazy. <laughs> I just think he's a Seth. Yeah. He looks like a Seth, right? He looks like he should be a Seth. Like, the name Blona is the last thing I think about when I think think or look at him. You know his sister is uh, the chick on What We Do in the Shadows, the one that was, like, uh, the American chick in college that got turned into a vampire, but they forgot that they turned her into a vampire? Oh, and then she started, like, that cult of, She like... could, like, turn invisible or some shit like that? That's his sister. Oh, really? Yeah. She kind of looks like him. It's weird. I don't remember anybody else other than... Nadja. I think her name is like Norma Feinstein or something like that. Is not Hill? No, no. His I think the Hill was made up so people wouldn't know that he was Jewish. <laughs> I Come think. On. I think. I'm pretty sure. Blown a blill. I think his real last name is like Finkelstein or something. Hold on. I, well, you know what? Forget. Why it. wouldn't you embrace that? Your know. heritage. He wanted to work with Martin Scorsese. Oh, he doesn't work with. Goose? Mm. Nah, he worked with Robert De Niro a lot. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, we wanted to cover some of the topics that uh, we didn't get to last week in depth. Oh, yeah. Let's um, get into them. So, this might be like a weekly thing because this is a this first one uh, we brushed on last week uh, in, in a way. But, but yeah, this like is we, a very we rushed through the information and I just wanted to restate it in case anybody wasn't listening or I said it to... Um, you know, nonchalantly, and that is that Goodwill was initially yeah. founded by Nazi. Oh no! Now they weren't Nazis, quote I mean, unquote. Okay. They were like Nazi adjacent. I don't think you can say like completely that. You can say like we found. They were Nazi uh, friends. We found information that uh, points to uh, some of the people that might have been involved in the earlier uh, 
iterations. They're Nazis. Uh, goodwill ones uh, that they might have, you know, maybe palled around. Did you say? If you, yeah, they, they. Um, so the man that originally founded Goodwill, yeah. I mean, he sold it like within the first couple of years because Goodwill's not profitable. Well, and um, we didn't. Again, we couldn't find like too many. Like I guess reputable sources of information because this, on this guy's guy. name is like wiped from existence. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that's because he was also the founder of the foundation. What is it? What, what the fuck would, were they calling it? The National Prayer Back- Breakfast. Yeah, they were uh, Christian some shit. It was like the, well, the family found, or yeah. the whatever. He no, he came up with the idea. Well, he didn't no. found goodwill. Let's just say that he was the he was the superintendent of the. No, he started it. No, no, no. There's another guy that started it in Boston. He went to Boston, right? Because uh, he wanted to. I don't know. Go live there or some shit. Uh, FDR had like invited him to go to the White House or something, and that's when he first tried to get his hand into politics. Um, but then he realized that FDR wasn't the one that he could like manipulate easily. So, uh, he went back to working for Goodwill, uh, I guess as like the manager of like the West coast sales, Northwest sales or whatever. Cause he was working at the one in like Seattle or like, expanding. wait, I swear the thing that I read said that this was the guy that came up with the idea That's the for problem, Goodwill is that we don't know which one of these is because he scrubbed everything that has to do with him from the internet. Yeah, so they probably don't want you to know. But he was yeah. highly involved with the beginning of it, whether or not he was actually the founder or not. Yeah. And his name was Abraham Veraday. Yeah, took advantage of the uh, Seattle labor union strikes of the early aughts. Yeah, early aughts of the 19th century, right? Yeah, yeah. No. Which cent- Was that the 19th century? Mm, I think No, we're in the 21st century I now, right? I think you right? call it, yeah, the, you... You call it one forward or whatever. So the 20th century. Uh, God damn it. I can't understand time. I was watching one episode of a sitcom and they were like, uh, come on, it's the 20th century. You got to join join the party or something. But the sitcom is really old. So I don't know if it was from the 90s or the 2000s. If it was from the 2000s, I think they would have said 21st century. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't 2000s. No, it was like 19... It was before World War One. Right. Or it was between the world wars or something. It was before the Nazis really got big because um, this guy, Abraham Verde or whatever. Yeah. Abraham. Abram. Abraham. Hold on. I think I still got my notes from him. Anyway, so this guy, he um, was involved with the beginning of Goodwill, whether or not he was the founder or not, is yet to be told. He's been mostly scrubbed from you know, the records. Yeah. And that's because him starting the prayer breakfast, their whole goal was to stay and si- move in silence. Yeah. The more silence that your foundation has, the more power that you can wield or whatever. Yeah. So that's why his name's not on anything. But either way, so like Goodwill, like I don't even, like, first of all, shame on the Nazis. <laughs> but this guy that started the prayer vet breakfast and also might have started Goodwill or been involved with its foundings yeah. came up with the idea of the prayer breakfast breakfast with none other than Heinrich Heinrich Himmler. Well, there was another guy, right? They said that there was like um a dude like a pastor from Philadelphia. What was his name? Like uh something Bosch or Bach Botch or something like that. Mm, remember I that remember that. And they were saying that that guy was the one that like hung out, piled around with Heinrich Himmler, and then he told this Abram guy the secrets of the. I thought I thought it said that Heinrich Himmler 
was like like oh yeah that's a good idea with the prayer breakfast thing so you can go and infiltrate all these governments with like religious shit no this this abram guy said abraham said that he came up with the idea because he he had a dream remember but the funny thing was is that we found out that he had this dream supposedly around the same time that himmler got handed down the nuremberg laws from adolf hitler (laughs) (laughs) which told them to you know do bad stuff Uh, So anyway, like, that was all terrible, but, like, just think that is the bedrock of which Goodwill was founded, okay? make it bedrock. Like, the bones are bad, regardless of, you know, they pretend to be, like, doing something. They pretend to be a non-profit organization that's actually helping their communities, and we know that they're not, and every day I see people posting shit in, like, Marketplace or wherever I'm looking for, like, antiques, and they'll be like, oh, I just bid on this shit on fucking Goodwill, mark not Marketplace, Goodwill Auctions. Yeah. Like, what you can, I mean, okay, like, we talked about this before, like, you can auction shit if it's, like, a donated thing and you know that the money is going to charity, yeah. which I guess is also fucked up, but the people that are donating this stuff don't know what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. It just seems so fucked, yeah. like in every way. And like, it, I, like, it's not helping the people that are in the community or the, that are working there. Yeah. So the reason we bring up this National Prayer Breakfast and this Abram guy uh, and his involvement with Goodwill is because uh, he basically took advantage of that idea of how Goodwill started, right? Where you can travel around uh, your local community. Yeah. Uh, people can donate they're like broken items uh yeah and initially you can hire people to fix these items and then you can resell those items to that community at a reduced price where everybody wins you know what i mean like nobody makes any profit because at the end like you're just trying to help people get a new lamp or some shit right that was the idea that was the whole idea behind that this abram guy uses because he started off as a minister he goes around using his connections from uh his ministering to guilt people and basically find a way to take advantage of the goodwill system, right? So he's finding a way to take advantage of the poor and the downtrodden. And then once he finds his national prayer breakfast, he goes, oh, wait, I can use this to take advantage of wealthier people, people that actually have control and power over things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's the reason. Well, why like he would have been guy. better off, honestly, if he would have kept with the goodwill shit, probably. So, because so, yes. <laughs> it doesn't seem like the prayer breakfast has been successful. They seem like the ones that are like left out of all the secret clubs. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to be their own secret club, well, but they, nobody really cares. Same do, with the Nazis. They do have like those weird meetings that people, I guess, um, utilize the national prayer breakfast for, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just Russian fucking, it's there. just like a, a week off the record. Yeah. It's Camp David for anybody that wants to go there. Is Camp David off the record? Mm, well, I think it counts as a presidential property. So oh. I don't think like no reporters or anything can go there unless they're invited. So, okay. You feel me? I, f- I feel you. I have so many more questions, but I want to talk more about the red caps that oh. we were starting to talk about last weekend. Um, I want you to tell me what you found because I have some other research that I did that kind of like went into that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was just wondering if they were related. So um, last week I meant to get to this uh, portion. Uh, the whole thing that brought us onto this, we saw this uh, horror movie called Unwelcome. And it was about this uh, British couple who moved to this cottage in Ireland. 
and in the back of this cottage there's like this like doorway that leads into the forest and uh the lady who used to own the house apparently used to do this ritual every night where she used to do like a blood sacrifice uh but it didn't have to be that apparently we found out it was like a just a raw meat sacrifice yeah you just have to leave it every night as like a thank you for the red caps yeah and they were like, oh, that, that's She hilarious. believed in the old ways is what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you know anything about us, uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for this, like, uh, what is it? This, like, local folklore? For, yeah, like, yeah. Generalized area? Anything elf, elven? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I can't deal with anything like Game of Thrones or anything like that because I'm done with that whole, like... You're nice. more hobbit? No, I can't do that either. I know. Like, all that stuff with the bad British accents is terrible. But if they tell me the story of, like, you know, the real shit. Yeah, because that that's what there, we all want to know. Yeah, Everybody yeah. else is just speculating, right? Well, I mean, they are too, but at least it's coming right from the top. Yeah, exactly. Um, so last week I got uh, into... So tell them what the red caps were. I'm sorry, I cut well, you off. Last week I got into the history of why iron in fairy tales was, like, a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked about like those uh, biblical references um, to iron, uh, and then we talked about those like weird like rituals that people do. Like the one, the last one was burying the iron knife under the entrance to. Oh home, yeah, yeah. And that's supposed to keep winch- witches from entering. Okay. Um, we didn't get to this part though, and or maybe we did. Uh, in Judaism, in the Bible, Judges one nineteen. And the Lord was with Judah, and he drave out the inhabitants of the mountain. But he could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley, because they had chariots of iron. And what was interesting about this, like, uh, phrasing was we looked up, like, different versions of, like, different accepted Bibles. Yeah. And the meanings, like, changed, right? Yeah, yeah. Get into that again, because that was what I was wanting to know. Well, I mean, that, that... in itself will lead us to so many rabbit holes. I know. And I feel like the topic that we're really excited for, we just learned about something well, like before we started recording this. And I feel like we're really well, excited. Well, you just to learned about it. Well, we both. You got into more detail than I ever knew. Yeah. Well, I, but I can see the excitement in your face. I know we're both like chomping at the bit to like dive into these rabbit holes and get more information about this certain Basically, thing. Basically, I'm just trying to find the origins of our species, you know? Well, you don't have to, don't let them look behind the curtain. I mean, there is no curtain. You are the curtain. You just click your heels three times. Um, Everything you need is in your own backyard. So anyway, so, yeah, that in itself, the whole different interpretations of, like, different scripture according to the translation, that'll come into play later. Um, But for now, let's talk about these red caps. Um, So a red cap uh, is a type of malevolent, murderous goblin found in British-Irish folklore. Um, also known as the Red Comb or Bloody Cap, uh, different variations from different parts of history worldwide, most commonly used in the British Isles to refer to trooping fairies, um, which I guess there's like two different types of fairies in British folklore. There's the trooping fairies, which are the fairies that like kind of hang out with other fairies together. And then there's the solitary ones where you just see one at a time, like whales or dolphins. Um, so the red caps are mostly associated with them because uh, the trooping fairies in the British tales are the ones that uh, had a fondness for wearing green clothing and scarlet caps. Okay. So that's how they used to describe all those types of like trooping fairies in the British tales of yesteryear. Um, 
But here's what's interesting. Uh, it was also used by the Dutch for the kabutor, uh, which is a Dutch word for little people. Okay. Uh, in Dutch folklore... Oh, it's a name for little people in Dutch folklore. Uh, these are more like the brownies from Scottish folklore. So <laughs> I wanted to bring this up because uh, you had a funny story about this. Um, a brownie, according to Scottish folklore, is a household spirit or hobgoblin that is said <laughs> to come out at night while the owners of the house are asleep and perform various chores of farming ta- or farming tasks. Uh, the human owners must leave out a bowl of milk, cream, or some other offering for the brownie near the hearth or the fireplace. Yeah. Uh, brownies, uh, Girl Scouts, are named after a short story by Juliana Horsha Ewing. Um, in the story, two children learn that they can be helpful brownies instead of lazy buggers. Uh, and the brownies were originally called the rosebuds uh, but they were renamed by lord barden powell uh who was as we found out the inspiration for the bad guy for robin robin hood um shit and fucking robin hood must have been a red cap because that's where he dresses green with a red hat yeah yeah yeah. or or fairy or trooping fairy or peter pan or yeah or peter pan peter pan and robin hood have basically the same outfit Yo, they do. Yo, is a ukulele, a ukulele and a banjo the same thing? Uh, no. Like, I mean, I think they all have the same, like, basic Banjo is like structure. Metal, metal John, and ukulele is like all wood. Uh, I don't know what the rules are, but I think banjos are circular in shape. Uh. And they produce more of, like, a twangy sound. Yeah. Where um, ukuleles produce uh, really annoying white women. <laughs> um... So you were, you were, were you in the Girl Scouts? I was in the Girl Scouts. Which yeah. story did you want to hear? <laughs> did we talk? I, I already talked well, about yeah. when I slept over at the zoo. So we had this other sleepover that we went on one time and it was like, we were going camping, but we were going camping in a cabin. Yeah. So we went there and they said that the cabin was on the underground railroad. <laughs> yeah. And it was like part of the ghost stories that we told that night. And I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. And I was like, I don't see any fucking tracks here. I don't see like any, you know, like we're not underground. You like thought the where underground railroad was I thought it was a literal train underground. Like from Hey Arnold. Yeah. 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 So that was my time in brownies <laughs> and then being fucking haunted by like, uh, what is extinguished? What are the fucking not endangered? What is, what is when an animal goes out of being, being, uh, expired? Extinct? No, extinct. Yeah. Yeah. I was being haunted by extinct peregrine falcons oh, and dead yeah. elephants yeah, what, at the goddamn zoo. You had a weird, uh. Weird look, way to look at things back then. Yeah, I don't. Well, I think I think Christianity fucking probably is what fucked me up the well, most. How did you feel about brownies? Uh, the whole thing being behind a brownie is, you you got to be a good uh, house servant or you're a lazy buggert. So, I mean, who the fuck knew that? I was pissed because, like, the boys are out there getting fucking knives and making fires. And we literally went camping. But we were inside a cabin that had, like, a shower, bathroom, like, whatever. We literally just slept on the floor inside of a house with nothing in it. Yeah. That was our camping. Man, maybe they tried to turn you... And then we sold cookies. They tried to turn you into a a hobgoblin. I think they did. That's wild. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, what the point of it was. And there was some, like, religious aspects to it, too, because I remember singing... I, I told you that one thing where, uh, according to one of those things, it said something like, uh, the way to get rid of a brownie is to, like, read it scripture or try to baptize it, and then it'll leave forever. Either that, or you offend it somehow. <laughs> it'll leave forever. <laughs> I don't. I, it sounds like a pretty like on the nose allegory for whatever, but I, I don't. Yeah, but like they were reading a scripture. I mean, I didn't want to be there, but uh, you know, everybody else did. <laughs> Maybe just trying to weed out. For the me, pockets. it's like ugh, Monday fucking brownies. It felt like work. Yeah. I don't remember what we did. I feel like we just like glued shit together. Yeah. And it like, sounds like it was like the. Epitome. And then I went to Awana Camp Awana. Yeah. And that was like another like kind of like Bible-y like church like group thing yeah fucking weird shit you had a lot of weird things happen in that like i feel like my parents were always trying to like bring us to like camps and stuff yeah and they thought like the bible ones were the way to go yeah which i mean in hindsight i could have made it out a lot worse yeah well you were telling me that story about (laughs) that lady right so yeah um like one of the first times i was traumatized at the church i went to was um it was, I, I was probably like nine or 10 maybe. Mm. And it was at the end of the church and the pastor was like, okay, I need all the kids under, I was probably like 18 or 20, whatever, probably 18. Yeah. Go like, had to leave the, um, main like sanctuary area and like go downstairs. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? But it was like right after he had preached about like Abraham having to sacrifice his son yeah. for God. So, like, I was alarmed. I'm like, is this, like, a fucking ballot here? Are they choosing which one of us is going to get sacrificed? I didn't know what was going on behind a bunch of the doors there. Yeah. So, I just held on to that forever because, I mean, it was a few years that we were there. Nobody ever asked for me to get sacrificed. I'm like, maybe I'm safe. (laughs) I got baptized and everything. Yeah. Um, And then a few years later, I was at a friend's house that also went to that church, and I was, like, reading through one of her old diaries, and it was like, Mrs. So-and-so had to get up in front of the church and apologize to everybody because she had sex with XYZ, who was a child that went to the school there. And then I, like, remember inviting somebody to the Bible school that summer, and they wouldn't let them go because they were like, what church is that? And my mom told them, and they were like... Yeah, I don't know if we're available that week. (laughs) (laughs) And I had no idea why. And yeah, so uh, a lady banged a kid. And I don't think they even put her through like due process or anything. Well, she probably had to. That's probably why they made the kids leave, right? Because remember the things? She had to get up in front of everybody and apologize. Yeah, like in that, um, the Mormon thing, that Warren Jeff shit that we were watching. Remember he made everybody like admit to uh sins that they didn't do and then he was like well you admitted it now you got to go up in front of everybody and say what you did yeah yeah i think it was something like i don't know if they got caught and then she had to admit it yeah but like like later on my mom told me about it because i was like wait (laughs) what the fuck happened back then yeah what did this person do who i've been like seeing around my whole life and i just thought she was like this nice old lady yeah um (laughs) So she told me that, like, a bunch of people in the church stood up and was like, I forgive so-and-so. And then I guess, like, the whole church forgave her and Wait, she could they, stay. Did they blame the kid at all? No, I mean, I don't know. Like, he was much older than me, so I didn't really, was, like... Okay, when you say kid, how old was he? 
He was probably like 16 or 17. Uh, he knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, and she was probably like 30s or 40s. He, it, okay, uh, he, okay. He, so it's a little bit different than her banging a child. I, I'm going to say this right now. I think he took advantage of her. Okay. <laughs> nah, I don't, Damn, that's a weird stance. Maybe but I, I mean, maybe she, maybe he did. Maybe, he maybe did. she was going through like a midlife crisis and he was like, you know. He had to have been under 18 or else I don't think she would have had to get up in front of the church. Well, if she was married, they would have. She was married. Yeah. So And had kids that also went there. So what do you think was worse in the eyes of the church? The fact that she was already married or the fact that uh, it was a a kid? Mm, I would say they were probably about on equal, like Mm. equally upset about both. That's wild. Yeah. Who knew about church tribunals? I didn't, I didn't know. Like, I wish I had known what happened at the time or else I wouldn't have had years of nightmares about being maybe sacrificed every Sunday. I'm being like, you got to get up. We have to go to church. And I'm like, oh, what if this is the week? You know? Yeah. Yeah. All this time. If I would have just known this lady banged a kid. You could have used it to your advantage. I could have used it to my advantage. In fact, I would have used it to my advantage to get out of going every week. Yeah. Guess what, Mom? I'm staying out an hour later than I said I was. Exactly. Oh, I'm not? Guess what? At least I didn't bang an older person like that that kid did. Oh, yeah, exactly. Whose side would you have taken in the argument with your parents for that? Would you have been like, at least I'm not that kid or would you have been like at least i'm not as stupid as that lady um that's an interesting question i kind of felt bad for the kid a little bit yeah well you got to i mean because i'm sure they got fucked up from that yeah you know but he knew what he was doing i mean probably (laughs) but so did she yeah exactly um, so anyway, yeah, I just like to like air that out because that really like did a number on me. Yeah. Inadvertently. She didn't know that her banging a kid would ha- make me be thinking I was going to be sacrificed for my entire time at church. Right. Yeah. But here we are. All right. Uh, but hear me out here. What if, right? What if you found out that all those like Christian missionary trips that you were jealous of? What mm-hmm. if that was just the brownies part three? Oh shit! Right. It probably was, Didn't but they make like, you, like, like clean shit. When you were like, you had to clean like hotel rooms or something. Well, like that's that? like I fucking volunteered for that. Yeah. So I could spend the the summer in upstate New York. I'm like, oh, I could fucking clean for eight hours a day if I get to be in upstate New York for the summer. Yeah, you were like, I'm not a, a lazy bo- bogart. I was gonna be a bogart. Yeah. Now I am, <laughs> and I've worked myself out of it. <laughs> Um, no, but I feel like I definitely learned the art of cutting corners while I was there. So well, you learned something. God right? gave me something, but um, I mean, like I just think more so. Uh, the reason that I've been so, I don't know, traumatized or whatever by the by the church and its theology mm. is because of the way it was presented to me. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm like I'm I'm re. I'm taking back the narrative and I'm like, this is why I'm so interested in like going back and studying like the mystery religions and the occult and all that shit. Cause I'm like, all right, <clears throat> if Christianity tells me like witchcraft is bad, yeah, you're not saying witchcraft isn't real. 
Yeah. Or they say magic is bad. They don't. They're not saying it's not real. Yeah. They're just saying it's bad. So I'm like, okay, but like you guys are doing all the magic up there, aren't there on stage? So like, why am I not allowed to do it? Yeah. So that's kind of like where I where I started with this. Well, the, just to recap, before we were talking about, uh, I was talking about the red caps, you had looked into something called the Fergine cap? So, yeah, so that's what I was kind of getting at, is because I did the deep dive into the mystery religion. So far, I'm on the third one, which is Mithraism. Mm. And in that, part of the, their iconography, and then what I then learned was, like, pretty, like, meaningful, like, throughout like Roman, ancient Roman times Mm -hmm. was this thing called a Phrygian cap or a Liberty cap. And it was also red in color, but it was kind of like a, um, it's a a conical shape cap with the tip of it bent over. So like, kind of like a, okay. So a conical hat would be like a dunce cap, but with the tip bent over would be like one of those, like the dwarfs cap, Ebenezer Scrooge. But uh, no, there's no, no, no ball on the end though. Just kind of like it's on the top of your head and the top's bent over. Okay. Okay. So Santa Claus hat with no ball. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that was one of the iconographies, um, of the, the people that practice Mithraism, which Mm. was, um, one of the mystery schools. So with the Phrygian cap, I was like, okay, What's what's this thing all about when you were talking about red caps? Because I'm like, they have to be related somehow, right? Um, so it looked like I said it was a soft conical cap that was bent at the top. Um, and it was in, associated in antiquity with several peoples in Eastern Europe, Anatolia, the Persian area, and the Balkans. Mm. And later, the cap came to signify freedom and the pursuit of liberty. And... Um, so basically in like Roman times, you would get, if you were a slave, you would get a Phrygian cap when you were freed. Okay. So I'm like, mm, that's interesting, right? Like, what is a cap? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Um, the other cap that was also like that is called a Pileus, which is basically the same thing, but is like literally what Robin Hood wore. Okay. Yeah. was like, it wasn't bent at the top, but it wasn't like a super high high peak yeah what is that uh don't like uh those fucking uh early mcdonald's workers wear those like paper hats right no because it's not like a boat there is like a point at the top but it's like a it's like a nurse's hat from like the 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 great war no it's more like um trying to think who wears a cap like this it would be like if Oh, I can't even think of a good way to describe it, but other than Robin Hood's Robin cap, Hood's a good one. <laughs> it's yeah. the only one yeah. because it doesn't have a brim, and it was a felt cap that was like worn close to the head. Oh, it's felt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, both of these were made out of felt, so they're soft. But he stuck a feather. And in the it, right? um, yeah, that he stuck a feather in it, which I don't know what that means yet, actually. Mm. Um, but the Peleus stood for the Peleus, which was the other one. Without okay. without the bent over top, that also stood for the granting of freedom to former slaves. So, um, so uh, this is I guess at a time where hats were worn as a status symbol for your place in society. See, that's what I'm trying to get at, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think so. Um, this is like those like powder wigs for like those uh, like court shits, like back yeah, kind of. Like I, it's kind of like shit. that. So, like, I'll get into, like, the Mithraism. They have a school, and it was, like, seven grades. 
And it looks like the Phrygian cap you got in fifth grade. Oh, okay. Oh, was so, it a different piece of clothing for each thing? Well, no, it was just the symbol associated with that grade. Okay. So, so I don't know was, if they actually got it then oh, or if it was just a... I mean, we don't know. It's all fucking off of cuneiform tablets that yeah, we have yeah. any information. Yeah. But basically, th- th- that was what they thought it was. But so then during the American and the French Revolution, they used those caps on like a pole to symbolize freedom, like from the British. Mm-hmm. And then the French used it to, to symbolize their freedom as well. Yeah, yeah. From the monarch. Yeah. So throughout time, it's been used um, as a symbol of freedom of former slaves. Um, in the frescoes of the birth of Christ, the Magi are depicted in wearing the Phrygian cap. Okay. So the Magi were also part of the Therapeutae who were studiers in Alexandria. Okay. So I'm wondering if you get a cap like... Like, I wonder if all these secret schools operated within Alexandria. Yeah. And then you got a cap base. Because, like, when you graduate from college, you get that cap with the brim, and then you move the tassel from one side to another. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, caps are definitely symbol- symbolic. Like, you know, the crown mm-hmm. is sim- symbolic of, like, royalty now. Yeah, yeah. But before, like, back in, like, the ancient Roman times, Caesar wore, um, like, a diadem. Which is just like a wreath or like yeah. a laurel wreath oh, around yeah, his head. Yeah. So it wasn't really like that decorative. And before that, a crown was just like a white linen like piece of like cloth that would go around like your, your brow. The crown of your head. Yeah. Yeah. So the crown wasn't really this big, you know, thing. But for the sovereigns, the monarchs, right, they all have the the crown without covering the top of their head. Yeah. But like the students or the Magi or whatever, they're they're wearing, like, these conical caps. So I wonder what that means. Like, the difference between... It's probably related to, like, turbans and shit like that, right? Maybe? Well, so I was wondering because of the the uh, fucking Pope's hat. Because I'm like, he uh, wears yeah. a weird hat. So that Pope, on it? Yeah, so basically it says, Pope Constantine appears to have worn a type of Phrygian cat okay. um, in order to enter the city of Constantinople. Mm-hmm. Um, the Phrygian cap and another type of headwear made from camel skin ha- were combined to eventually form the papal mitre and it became, um, and it was white and it was r- pretty like small in height, but has grown over the years. So you could say the guy at the time wore a lot of hats. He wore many hats, Ugh. but there he was combining fabrics. Mm, oh. Remember we were talking about that the other day? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so that was the history. It's just interesting to me that, like, the sovereigns or the royalty are seen with, like, things that, that don't uh, cover, like, the, the crown of their head. Mm-hmm. But all these, like, freedmen or, you know, members of the these secret societies are all wearing, like, specific caps. Yeah. So that's weird, right? It is, yeah. The Mad Hatter. Oh, yeah. Right? So anyway, <laughs> that was just part of like the myth, Mithraism. Mithra- so Mithraism is the cult of the god Mithras. Okay, I'll talk about this a little bit. So Who's... I want to talk to you about them, but like, so you know how I take notes. Oh yeah. You know. You know what we need? Yeah. Do you remember that fucking uh, uh, the mass magician? 
He would come out and give all the secrets of all the magicians. He was like, I can't show my face or they'll kill me. <laughs> we need somebody like that that'll come out and talk about this shit. And he'll be like, oh, you know, fucking... That knows all this shit? Yeah, it just, like, puts it in a more digestible, like... So we don't have to, like, go to, like, all these different places and find this information. Well, because here's the thing. You just have to dig a little bit to see that so much shit is connected. Yeah. But, like, the amount of rabbit holes it takes you down is really unbelievable. Yeah. How these things, like, are... Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, you don't have time. I mean, whatever. So, the god Mithras. Let's start with this guy. Is it dude? Oh, well, what, they, them... I'm not sure. So in um, Roman and Zoroastrian traditions. Wait, there's a Zoroastrian tradition? Yeah, Zoroastrianism is like kind of comparative to Christianity and their belief system. Like they were, I was kind of talking to to you about them last week when I was talking about the uh, Orphics. Oh, these are the guys that use a Z instead of a T, right? (laughs) anyway so mithras is part of the tribunal yeah in the zoroastrian tradition and in the um roman tradition uh he's like i guess he's part of like they it's hard to even say because they've they put all these different religions like next to each other and mm. relate one god to another. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I like lost my place and now I don't remember which is which. But Mithra, okay, so Mithra was a god that was born of a rock. He, a rock? Yeah. Iraq? Iraq. Oh, and which is funny because he's like talking about like he the um the empire or not the empire, the religion of, of Mithras um started in like the Persian area. Oh. So, I don't know about... I don't know. There's so much. Like, I do know a lot that I'm trying to get to. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mithras is born of a rock. Um, and the center of the cult seems to be um, in Rome, but it was scattered throughout all of, like, ancient world. The world, ancient, like, world. Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia, if you will. Yeah. Um, uh, initiates of Mithraism called themselves syndexioi, um, which meant those united in handshake. Um, they met in underground temples called Mithrae, M-I-T-H-R-A-E. And, um, handshake? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think handshakes were like back then? I don't know. So let me get into it a little bit more. So Mithras was born from a rock and right after he was born, he slaughtered a bull. Oh, and shared that bowl banquet with the god Sol, the sun god. Okay. Um, there's limited information about their theology that has survived or been translated. Um, but the word Mithra comes from an Indo-Iranian word, Mitris, meaning contract, agreement, or covenant. Mm. Um, the Mithraic mysteries had no public ceremonies, um, but they did do um, the sun festival in December, which happens to be December twenty fifth. Oh, yeah. So they go. celebrated like a week, like a week long banquet, but I think it was like along with the rest of like the traditions. I think there was different cults to each god or whatever part of the pantheon. Mm. So anyway, Mithras um, 
He slays a bull. He uh, has the, you know, the banquet with the god. Um, Mithra in the Zoroastrian t- tradition is known as something called a yezata. And um, that word means worthy of worship or veneration. And they applied it to healing plants, primordial creatures, and um, the personal spirit of individuals that were either living, dead, or not yet born. So Mithras was one of those in their like pantheon of uh, demons. Um, their greatest god was called the god of the sky, um, <laughs> or Ahura Mazda. <laughs> like. A-H-U-R-A Mazda. Oh. And he's called the greatest of all the Yezatas, or the creator creator deity. These are all sounding a little bit japanese Yeah, right? Um, but Is these are a, from... A Toyota fucking... Well, Asian Maga-Maga? continent, the continent of Asia it's is right part there. of... Right there. Yeah. Aren't, aren't, like, Middle Eastern people considered Asian? Nah, dog. All right. So anyway, I think, so. I think they are because I had a, a an ex who was Middle Eastern who always like said he was Asian, oh. which like I think he said it as like a joke, but like it was the same con- continent. Mm. Anywho, um, Eurasia. Eurasia. So Mithras is one of the Yezata. Um. The word in ancient Iranian. Um, means that that it is a deity of covenants, light, oath, justice, the sun, contracts, and friendship. So I'm like, is this the same as the Dionysus in the other one that we were talking about with Orphism? Because Dionysus was the, I'm sorry, the Ceres was in that triad as the one that was in charge of like contracts and covenants. Yeah, yeah. So um, the etymology of the word Mithras is me, which means to bind, and tra means causing to, which means uh, mithra means that which causes binding, a covenant, a contract, or an oath. So I thought it was very interesting because, like, a download that I got in the beginning of, like, 2020, not download, whatever the fuck you want to call it, was just, like, stop making contracts. Euphemism? What do you call it? Like when you just get like a like a a thought come into your head, and it's, uh, and that thought was like we need to thing. stop having contracts. Uh yeah, I guess it's just a thought. Yeah. Yeah. So so Mithras is so basically a handshake as a contract, right? Because they in a court of law, you can have a verbal contract with somebody. Mm. Can you? Does that even work? Can they say that? Um. You just lie. You just say, I, I never shook that motherfucker's hand a day in my life. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's all about, like, your uh, your word is your bond. Word is bond. Well, your handshake is your bond. It's like your, your stamp. Because mm. you're connecting to somebody. Like, you're connecting hands. Yeah. You're binding yourselves together. Oh, okay. So, if Mithras is the god of, like, laws and contracts, yeah. it's like Mithras is the god of contract law. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, okay, I just I'm just putting all of these religions together. So you have Orphism, who believe that they were uh, products of the Titans being like vaporized, and mm-hmm. like they came out of the ashes of the Titans. 
and they had to go through a hero's journey to get through, you know, to become, like, an initiate. These guys had, like, seven grades of initiation, and, like I said, the fifth grade was, um, had the cap related to it, but the first grade, they were, like, in order, what does ascending order mean? Like, the last one is the most important? Ascending? Ascending. Yeah, it's from greatest to least. How do you say it? Least to greatest. Least to greatest. I think that's ascending. Oh, yeah, I guess ascend means to, like, go up, right? To go up. So the up in number, then? Yeah, descending okay. would be down. Okay. So, um, so I guess I it went. It? How it said, motherfucker? Did I say ascend? <laughs> yeah, you said ascend. I thought it was some weird fucking mythracism term. I'm sorry I pronounce things oddly. <laughs> I know. No, I do it all the time. Okay, so let's go through the grades real quick. So, you, and you tell me um, if you notice any similarities through anything else you've seen. Okay. So, first grade is known as Korax, which is Raven or Crow. Okay. Their symbol is the Beaker or the Caduceus. Okay. Um, and the planet or their tutelary deity. Didn't we look into that the other week? You said it was like something about Teutonic parties, which I didn't look into. Mm, I don't remember that. I'll go. I'll get back to it. So first grade is the Ravenclaw. Yeah. Right? Sounds like Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. I never Um, saw it. me neither, but I mean, that's the only thing I probably knew from them. Yeah. So anyway, their symbol is the beaker and the caduceus, um, and the planet that is their deity is Mercury. Okay. Second grade is Bridegroom. Their symbols are the lamp, the handbell, a veil... A circlet diadem, which means like it's a crown that doesn't go all the way around your head, like you know what I mean. Like, did you ever, did you ever see like the ones that they put on people at like the Olympics, and it's like it comes up to like the middle of your forehead, but it doesn't go all the way around. Yeah, yeah. So that's a symbol of the second grade okay. of the Mithrix was a circlet diadem. Yeah, it's um, like marriage shit. It's a veil and. Yeah, and the planet is Venus. Yeah. Number three is Miles, or Soldier. Um, And their symbols are the pouch, a helmet, a lance, and a drum, a belt, and a breastplate. Okay. And their planet is Mars. So, war. The god of war. Yeah. Whatever. Fourth grade, Leo Lion. Their um, symbols are a a laurel wreath and a thunderbolt. Okay. And their god is Jupiter. Okay. Uh, fifth grade is Perseus or Persian. Just right, randomly. I think that means Pisces, but I don't know. Here it says their symbols are hooked, um, a hooked sword. What is that thing called? Uh, like the sickle. Not a sickle. It's like a hooked, yeah, a hooked sword, I guess. Like it's like one of those ones that looks like a. It's called a sickle. No, but that's, like, a bigger thing. No, they have tiny sickles. Oh. Tiny sickle, then. <laughs> They're also the Phrygian cap. And they also, actually, sickle is one of theirs. And then the crescent with moon and stars. Oh. What else is that a symbol of? Outhouse. Isn't that also communism? Moon and stars? A, like a crescent moon with stars? Um, I'm not sure. Or no. chi- China? Uh, it might be com- no communism is the sickle and the hammer. 
Okay, well, either. <laughs> I guess either one. There's sickles one there, too. I definitely remember a star Besides being involved. Lucille Ball. Hell yeah. She wasn't a communist. Her grandpa was. <laughs> and their tutelary planet or deity in the fifth grade was Luna or the sun. The moon? Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> the moon. Yeah, so little weird, right? I Like I said, and it goes through the days of the week in fucking Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, okay, sixth grade is called the Heliodromus or the sun runner. Mm-hmm. Um, their symbolism is a torch, an image of Helios, whips, and robes. That's the dude who lit the Olympic torch, I think. Yeah, I think he's the guy that, like, rides in, like, the carriage with, like, the whip. The iron chariot? Yeah. Oh, shit. And that is the sun. Okay. And then the seventh grade is Potter or Father. Mm. And their symbols are a shepherd's staff, garnet, ruby, garnet and rubies, and elaborate jewel encrusted robes. Harry Potter. But do you remember that story? And I don't really remember it, but it was like, uh, there was like a fucking play about it. Like Jacob. Uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat or uh, something. Yeah. That wasn't about a gay Bible character? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, it was, but not, like, no, on, no, no, on like, the surface. Oh. I thought it was, like, a, like a it was like LGBT something about, like, friendly, like, Bible story about a guy trying to get out there with his coat. Well, it was something, like, I think it was part of the prodigal son story, like, where, like, the son that stayed behind and, like, helped his parents out, like, mm-hmm. didn't get anything, and then, like, this the prodigal son went out and, like, saw the world and then came back and then the father gave his like crazy like awesome coat to that brother Mm. and not the one that like held it down for the last what did the coat do i don't know like i don't i never saw the show and i don't remember the bible story but i know that it was like uh you know it was an important plot point this church one summer paid me 50 dollars a week to uh build the set for their rendition of uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. You're lying to me. It wasn't just me. It was like a group of a lot of people. They paid you all $50? Yeah. Like a Each? Week. Yeah. For one week? No, for like, I think it was like three or four weeks. I think it was like $225 altogether. But then they asked for volunteers to participate in the play. Why didn't you do that? I got the money out of bounce. Oh. Just go on, take the money oh, no, around. You, you know what it was? They said you couldn't get the money until the play was over. And then I think I pretended to be sick. Oh, the, so you the, didn't the, even see the play? Well, on the seventh day, I rose and I went to get my <laughs> money. You know what I mean? And he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so for the Pater level, yeah, Saturn is their deity planet. Okay. So we have the days of the week, Monday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. We have the seven chakras, the seven colors of the rainbow, all that shit mixed into the greats to me. I'm drawing these these conclusions with each other. Okay. What do you think? I think it's pretty crazy. I think that's a lot of information to digest that you went through there. I know. I went through a lot. Yeah. And I'll, like, I'll get back to it, but it's just because I'm trying to get into, like, what the fuck were all these people doing? Yeah. And I think what the answer is is nothing. Mm. And um, 
Like, they're just all creating secrets mm-hmm. to give themselves power. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I was just thinking of, like, how a church, like, I will make you fishers of men. Like, the pastor is fishing men to come into the church, and each one of those men gives 10% of their fucking income. The tithe. Yeah. It's yeah. like the way the mafia works. Yeah. They but have- they got fucking, you know... The church harbors predators is all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to get to the bottom of it because I don't think you guys are doing what you're saying you're doing. Yeah. And I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I'm almost there. I'm here for it. I'm here to, to, to Do listen. you have any thoughts? On what specifically? On anything I said? I'm saying it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to uh, talk about these uh, bloodlines. Oh, shit. Yeah. So in... So, because we have a couple more things to talk about. Like, I told you about the Mithraicisms. Mm. That's basically uh, all about them. Um, And we'll get back to more of that. But right now, the next thing I got myself sucked into Mm -hmm. is the Illuminati. Okay. I'm a new member of the Illuminati, you guys. I don't think you're supposed to say that. Uh, I don't endorse that, but... They don't even know I'm part of it. Um, no, I came across this book, mm. and it was on CIA.gov, so I don't know if that's going to put me on a, a list here. Probably but is. the book is called The 13, Family, 13 Bloodlines of the Illuminati. Okay. And I'm not putting any weight in anything I read in this. I'm just saying it's interesting. Yeah. Because we watched a couple of documentaries this weekend, didn't we? And one of them was about the uh, opioid crisis. There were several several about the opioid crisis. The opioid crisis. Anyway, um, it reminded me that the first family mentioned in this book, the Astor family, Mm. um, were part of the opium opium trade. Oh, okay. So their family dealt in the opium trade like when it was cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. So John Jacob Astor is like the most famous Astor for that stuff. Mm. He came over to America in like the early 1800s and became a member of the fur trade. At the time when he came over, the fur trade was pretty fucking like like free market. Mm. And then he like monopolized the whole thing. Uh. He gets out of that and then he starts dealing opium. Oh, into wow. the opium dealings. Um, and then... Where was I? So, the Astors have come up with various origins for themselves. um, Those for and against the family. So, it's like they're kind of creating rumors on each side to, like, kind of throw everybody off where they're from. Mm. Um, There's a strong possibility that the Astors are descendants of the Astorga family found in southern Italy before the 1600s. So before the 1600s, like, before Columbus, right now, 1492. 1492. Okay, Columbus so it was after that. the ocean blue. So in the 1600s, um, both Astor and Astorga are variations are the, of the name or word Astarte, who is the mother of the occult. Her name is also Semiramis, or the moon, and in Babylon, the trinity was Nimrod the sun, Semiramis the moon, Tammuz, the morning star. Remember we were talking about Inanna? Yeah, yeah. 
So there's so much more to go into with this because there's 13 different bloodlines. This John Jacob Astor guy comes over to the New World to be, like, the member of his family that was going to, like, set things up for his family in America. Mm. Because, I guess, over in England, because they weren't, like, technically, like, I guess, royal blood, Mm. they set up, like, I guess, families? I don't know. So, the 13... So, what I can tell you about the Astor family is that they were involved in the fur trade and the opium trade. And um, they have been pretty much, like, on, like, the sidelines in a bunch of businesses throughout time. Like, you know, up until normal time. (laughs) Up until now time. Um, And they are related to, like, the Waldorf Astoria. Mm -hmm. I think Waldorf Astor is a person. Okay. Uh, There's a John Jacob Astor who who I had mentioned first. And then, do you want me to read through the other 13 bloodline um, that they mention in the book? Or do you want me to go through them, like, week by week? Um, it's up to you. Hold on. Uh, let me check my mic real quick, because I feel like it's making weird noises. Hold on. Nope. Totally fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with my mic. All right, go on. No, it's just me. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get this out to you in, like, a um, cohesive way. So, um... The Astor family is the first one. And I was just saying, like, hey, do you want me to tell you about all of them? Yeah. Um, well, okay. I mean, if you did the research, you might as well go for it. Well, I didn't do the the research on, like, what all these family, families had their hands in yet. Because it's, like, a long book. And, like, I'm, I want to back up my research. Yeah. But since we watched those documentaries, I was like, oh, Astor. That was on that list. Mm-hmm. So, that's number one. The second family that's named is the Bundy family. Mm -hmm. Al Bundy. Yeah. And then you have the Collins bloodline, which includes the Todd branch, which also includes Mary Todd Lincoln. Mm. You have the DuPonts. Mm, Know them. Freeman. Freeman. Um, Seaman. Those people are um, saying that they're from the bloodline of Jesus. Oh. Then you have the Kennedy family, the Lee family in China, in China, the Onassis family, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Russell family, the Van. How do you how do you say D U Y N? D U Y N. Van Dune. Uh yeah. So the Van Dune family and the Merovingian family. Okay. Those are the initial 13 families of the Illuminati, if they exist. Okay. So I'm going to look into more about it and tell you guys what I find. Um, yeah, it's like I'm trying to research cults from both ends. You know what I mean? What the hell is the point of this book? Like 13 families of the are they saying the Illuminati, the the thing that people talk about all the time in like news or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Or, so or is he it named like a different concept of a thing. No, he named, like, all the things that people talk about. He talked about, um... Why is it on CIA.gov? I don't know. I just... I don't even honestly know how I got to it. But it's a whole book, and it's just right there. Mm, that's weird. To read. I'll send it to you. No, I'm... I'm um, so, this is what they're saying are Illuminati organizations. The ACL, the Bohemian Grove, the Cosmos Club, the CFR, the Society... The Jason Group, the Order, Satoris, 
the Order of Saturn, the OTO groups, the Club of Rome, the Council of Nine, the Council of Thirteen, um, the Mother of Darkness, the Pilgrim Society, the Prior de Sion, which is uh, the Freeman family claiming to have the bloodline of Jesus, uh, the Process Church, the Sand Sandheron, and the Temple of Power. And those are all like different organizations that this person is saying are affiliated with the uh, Illuminati. Mm. You've heard a lot of these, right? Mm. I definitely heard of the the Club of Rome. Did you say the ACLU in, in there somewhere? The ACL. Oh, different thing. One thing says just the society. Oh. The Aren't or- they the bad guys in something? I don't know. Isn't the church, isn't the, that the breakfast people, the prayer breakfast people, weren't they just the family? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, I thought that was like a bunch of crazy, the Pilgrim Society. Who are the people that we just were talking about the other day with uh, Prince, uh, no, what the fuck, not Prince, King, King, what's his face? Remember they did his um, coronation over in uh, Scotland the uh, other day? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and... Um, yeah, they said that they were, uh, what were they, knights or some shit? The, below the ones that did the one in, in England? Yeah, below the Knights of the Garter. Yeah, uh, the, order, the Order of the Thistle. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Illuminati confirmed. There you go. Or I wonder if Illuminati are all the people that aren't related to the royal bloodline. Mm. I don't know. I really don't know. There's like so many different families that are like connected in this. Yeah. And I'm literally on page seven. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I skimmed, but you know. Um,. So that's what I know so far about the Illuminati bloodlines. But um, it's just interesting because they have that, uh, the whole thing with the royal bloodlines and everybody's like, oh no, that's crazy. But then it turns out they all are really related. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I just like, I, I feel like I'm just digging for something. Yeah. You'll find it. I will. Yeah. I'm just learning shit as I go, honestly. It's fun sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, like, what do you think is really going on? If you could just, like, off the top of your head be like, this is what's happening in the world, like, what would you say? What do you mean, this is what's happening in the world? What, what's your definition of that? Like, uh, is this all, like, a coordinated thing that's happening with all of the world together? Or is this, like, separate people living their lives and n- none of them are related? Mm, I don't know. I guess if you find the answer to that, it could probably help you out in a lot of ways, right? You could either take advantage of it or... Uh, I don't know. I could become a fisher of men. You could, if you wanted to. Yeah. I don't want to do that, though. No. But we might start a Patreon in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't ask for 10%, though. No. You, you'll get to hear more of Aaron's notes that she <laughs> painstakingly wrote down. I did painstakingly write these notes, but the problem is I have them in like four different sections of one notebook that yeah. I have to keep flipping back and forth. Because the problem is I took the notes on Mithraism like three weeks ago. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to go back and relearn what the fuck I wrote down three weeks ago. So, because I've been saving it. 
for, for this moment. For this moment. So you guys could all know. Like the god of the handshake, the person that makes contracts. Right? Yeah. What's that for? Why would a nat- a natural deity arise to make contracts? Uh, I don't know. I mean, sounds like something that the more you think about, the closer you get to the truth, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some devil went down shit, to Georgia know. shit. The, what was his name? Thurgood Marshall? <laughs> That's not what I George, said. Is George Thurgood? Who's saying that? <clears throat> Wayne. The devil went down to Georgia? He was looking for some souls to steal. What was his name? Um, I have no idea. Fucking... Do you want to Google it? He had a fiddle. Nah, that's not worth it. He was playing a fiddle. Yeah. So, what do you think? What would you do at the crossroads? You make a deal or you go and you're walking away? What crossroads? That's where you meet the devil, right? Is it? Actually, you want to know something? What? The crossroads, also like in... Um, transliteration <laughs> which I'll explain eventually is that more Harry Potter shit it's not more Harry Potter shit no it's like words that have been rearranged meet make us think that they mean something different but they really don't yeah but is the crossroads is the row of crosses that Jesus stood on mm. now every crossroad has a fucking pharmacy at it um I, I'm try- I think I've seen pharmacies that are not at crossroads. Most of them are at a crossroad. Maybe. I, We're going to go I, all over the world <laughs> and see if there's any. I mean, maybe they're not all at crossroads, but like also like I'm just saying these things mean the same thing. Like the row of crosses that Jesus was supposedly on mm. inverted in whatever this mystery is, is the needing to have fucking medicine that the people get you know what I mean that they have to attend the fucking college to get the degree to be able to give you the medicine okay I think I'm following you do you see what I'm saying maybe like they have to get the right cap right you gotta get the right cap you gotta twirl it the right way you gotta twirl it the right right way you know what was a good you gotta uh, know how to fucking cut somebody in half you know what was a good uh, <laughs> Simpsons bit they're what? doing like all these different like schools graduating at the same time <laughs> and the first one was like a regular graduation cap and they like threw it up in the air <laughs> and the second one was like one of those uh, chef's hats yeah like, threw them up in the air and then landed back just fine and then the third one I, I don't know if it was like a, a like a German thing or like a Baron thing, but like they were wearing those hats with like the spikes on top of them. So when they threw them up in the air, they're like, "Yeah, whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> what are those spike hats? Look that shit up. Uh, that's like the that's fucking German shit. Yeah, actually, that did come up when I was looking up some stuff, but like I was trying to stick to one topic at a yeah. time. But, yeah, there's a bunch of weird shit with hats. Yeah. Right? Covering the, the head for some reason or another. Yeah. Like, like in Judaism, you have to wear that small, like, felt. Is it felt? Does it have to be made out of a certain thing mm. on the back of the head? I don't know. I never looked into the material that needs to be used for that. You no. think it's, like, something like, like wool or something? Like I don't know. There's all the, We just learned that you're not supposed to mix fucking 
materials and I can't sleep now. Yeah. Well, so the idea behind that is that each material, each pure uh, clothing material, like cotton and like wool, they all like radiate at a different energy. Yeah. And if supposedly if you mix them, you like kind of degrade. You cancel them out. You can't sometimes, they said. Like, if you wear wool with linen, like, one of their energy moves one way, the other one moves the other way, and that cancels them out. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I wonder if that has something to do with the way the uh, pontiff... Pontius Pilate. Pope Pontius Pilate. Yeah. Pontiff Pontius. Chris Pontius. Chris Pontius. Yeah. What about him? They're all connected. You think Chris Pontius is in on it? He's not part of the Illuminati. Yo, you don't get on the fucking TV unless you're you're at least one eleventh part Illuminati bloodline. Let me tell you, if there's a pure soul out there, it's probably Chris Pontius. Get the fuck out of here, Chris Pontius. He's a party boy. That's that's it. He's pure soul. Who's who's pure on the Jackass crew than Chris Pontius? Everybody else curses. He doesn't curse. He doesn't curse. Uh, he might like, curse. Like, like, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, he didn't make the decision. I'm not gonna curse for this whole thing. I think he's probably the purest soul out of all the jackass guys. It's Chris I, my first comedy show I ever did doing stand up was with who was the guy from Jackass? It's like he's like not very famous. Um, uh, fucking. Not was Ryan Dunn's the one that died, right? Yeah, he was kind of famous. He had like two uh, shows. What's that other guy's name? I can't remember. Uh, Rab himself? No, he was like a little bit, uh, he had like long dark hair. Uh, Brandon something? Or Novak. Uh, something Novak? Yeah, something Novavax or something? DJ Novak? B- BJ? BJ Novak? No, that's the guy that wrote The Office, right? Oh, no, but this guy's name was something like that. Anyway, yeah. he, I got asked to do this co- this comedy show for a fucking rehab center. Yeah. Right? And, like, I followed this guy who did an hour and a half about how he was sucking dick for heroin at his lowest point. But he wasn't doing comedy. Like, he had the he had the audience, like, in tears, but because they were, like, relating to their son's journey. Oh, it was in tears of laughter. No, no, was... he was being dead serious. And then they, like, he got done of that. And then he's like, all right, it's now time for comedy. And then I had to follow that. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you do good? I mean, I guess I did. Yeah. I think I have it on on a uh, tape somewhere. You got it on tape? Tape. I got it on on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is, uh, I, for some reason, my Instagram algorithm has been showing me a lot of Bam Margera videos. <laughs> like not of him like uh, doing anything like cool. It's usually him like having a bad meeting with his parents. <laughs> uh, but for some reason, uh, I guess I click on them and I watch them enough for them to add more to my algorithm. But I think that guy that you're talking about was on like a Bam Margera show or like a podcast or something recently where he was talking about his addiction and he started talking about like like fucking people for heroin money. Like, is that what you were talking about? Like he was doing that? Literally, literally. that's what he did uh, oh, live. He did that live for an audience of, like, maybe 10. God damn. There wasn't a lot of people there. I didn't get paid. <laughs> I... <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know what's worse, like, being somebody with an addiction and making really bad decisions 
or having absolutely no excuse for your bad decisions like me. <laughs> yeah. But that didn't really land. Oh, man. So. Yeah, we were going to get into those op- opioid documentaries you want to talk about. You want to talk about opioids now or should we save it for uh Well, I guess we can do like a quick Just a quick breeze a through quick on the opioid crisis. So, we talk about <laughs> Those families, we, we, we watched that documentary about the Sackler family. The Sacklers, yes. And they were the guys that, like, kind of, revo- would you say they revolutionized, or what did they do to uh, to the opioid trade and pharmaceuticals? So were they revolutionized? The f- they revolutionized it, really, yeah. Yeah, so they got, they basically, they were like a family that started off uh, buying companies, and eventually they bought this one pharmaceutical company, uh, that specialized, but it was like in dumb shit, right? It was like in like uh, ear cleaners. That's what it was. Oh uh, yeah, there. they started. So I guess you just start small, and then you can get the poppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they developed this practice where they literally just like mine whole fields of poppy flowers, but like they don't do the natural process where you like pierce it and like get the sap out like how you make opium yeah you know how like we make opium yeah yeah um they just collect all of it like grind it up yeah and then like ship it out to all the different like opiate companies well that came later after everybody started like uh getting an interest in it um (laughs) but basically the documentary talks about how they started off their company uh they other companies started off uh basically came to being in, in order to sell this drug um and oh like yeah yeah laws that they broke in order to like i guess uh prescribe more of the drug than was like necessary or in order to like increase their sales or whatever yeah what was it they did a whole song about titration yeah it <laughs> like was like a increasing the d- cover or something <laughs> But it was pretty crazy because they, like, started with how, you know, they wanted to make a extended version of um, something other than morphine. Yeah. Like, I guess MS Cotton was morphine continuous, like, release for you. Yeah. So they wanted to do that with oxycodone so that you would have, like, a specific level of this in your system for you know, a day or whatever. Yeah. But they had this theory that because it was continued release that you literally couldn't overdose on it. So you could just keep upping the person's prescription. Right. Because pain is subjective. Yeah. So um, they also somehow got the fucking American Academy of Medicine or whatever to add pain to the list of vital signs. They were all in there in, the, in each other's pockets. That's why. It's fucking crazy. That's what we learned. From, I think the documentary is called the, the worst or the crime of the century. The crime of the century. Yeah. Yeah. But then we watched this other one about these dudes that like kind of like took advantage of like the heyday of opioids. Yeah. And like opened like 65 pain clinics in fucking Florida. Yeah. And... Hired doctors. Hired doctors. Uh, opened pharmacies on premises so you could get the script and fill it there at the same time. Revolutionary. Turns out these guys were white supremacists, so... Uh, yeah. They might have read yeah. some Himmler stuff. So. <laughs> they all get back to white supremacy. Well, how does every tunnel lead to this? I think it's because the people that are uh, in the tunnels are slightly R-worded. Are you calling me retarded? No, 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 no. I'm just looking. No, no. Okay? No. And I'm not looking at any Nazi shit. Let me talk. 
I'm looking into the ancient occult, okay? This is not in any kind of, uh, you know, what is it? Any kind of... You tell me. Any kind of bigotry for, for anybody else? Other than, uh, like, religion as a structure. Yeah. Well, I guess that counts, right? It's like but it's not against a human. To the lexicon, it's like they added religion to the things of the things you can be uh, offended by. Oh, you think I should just ignore it? I don't know. Is there a pill that you can take to make you forget about religion? <laughs> Are you telling me to ask my doctor? No, no, I'm not actually. <laughs> I don't suggest you do that. Because <laughs> he'll give you know, it to me. <laughs> you know how you'll get a guarantee? Take your uh, notebook with your notes with you. <laughs> Last time I went to my to doctor. Write, hey, Doc, guess what? I'm on page five right now. <laughs> Look, some of these on this list are of the same um, class of doctors. Yeah. You know, and maybe even maybe illuminate. Naughty's not even a bad thing. You know. Mm, they, I think they get accused of bad stuff all the time, right? They do. Illuminati confirmed. What does that mean? Why do you keep saying that? I don't know. Just don't you ever fucking see those videos of like stars making like a, a circle around their eye, and then oh, like people yeah. will be like Illuminati confirmed, and then they'll be like crazy about it. Yo, if I was a celebrity, I would just do that all the time. Which is, I think, what they're doing. No, but, like, obnoxiously. <laughs> like, anytime I had an interview, I'd be like, ah, ah, ah. You guys see what I'm doing here? <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. Well, I mean, okay, but we know that they're secret societies. We talked about it last week when they talked about, um, when we talked about the, the skull and bones and fucking uh, Carrie and Bush being part uh, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also related. And also with you. <laughs> and then when they asked about the, the societies, they were like, they're secret for a reason. Yeah. So is just claiming that something's a secret power enough? Mm, that's an interesting, that's an interesting question. Yeah. It's, is it one of those like chicken or egg things? Yeah. I think so, but if we get back to the friggin' um, the epic of Inanna, mm. that bitch came from an egg. Mm. So the egg might have came first, mm. according to ancient Sumerian texts. Well, we'll get into that next week because, oh boy, did we find some things out. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, we did. We might have uncovered the key. Yeah, so guys, tune in next week for uh, Aaron's 23 pages of notes. On the two things that she read about on Wikipedia. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Are you saying that I like... I told you I was writing down clumps of information. You didn't have to tell me. I was there the whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I just not take notes? No, I appreciate it. And I think the listeners appreciate it. Do you it. appreciate hearing my notes flap around and me scramble to try, try and figure out where I put that last thing? Mmm... Not when you do it when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> so, like, if, if... Like, I do feel like it would be kind of like, if this wasn't just audio, like, it's kind of slapsticky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But... Where, where do you think the origin of slapstick comes from? Mm, that's a whole nother thing. Mm. The origin of the theater. That's that Dionysus shit. Exactly. 
All right, guys. Which I have even more to talk to you guys about. Oh, no. Not now. We'll stop for now. (laughs) We'll stop for now. I don't think you guys could handle anything else today. And honestly, everything I just said, like, trash it if it doesn't resonate with you. Yeah. I'm not a Nazi. (laughs) I don't know. It's like the funniest thing you can say to somebody and, like, the thing Telling somebody like I'm not a predator. Hello guys, Brad Garrett, CPA, not a Nazi. I don't know why the made up. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a Nazi. Why is the made up name that I chose Brad Garrett? (laughs) Oh, I thought you were just doing an impression. No, I was just like, hey, made up name, CPA, not a Nazi. What but is CPA? Oh, sh- fucking child protective agent. No, bro, they're like financial. Oh, certified. Public accountant? Yeah, some shit like that. They're accounting for those menfish. Do another one. You got another one, right? Mm, I don't know. We were watching this show with the fucking uh, Christian guy just reeling in fish. Uh, Fish ASMR? Yeah. ASMR fish guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um. He's just, like, out there torturing fish. Yeah, they, they like to... He just pulls them out of the water until they start to, like, really start to, like, struggle. And yeah. then he, like, looks at them for a couple more seconds and then tosses them back in. He's like, I'm your god now. <laughs> I fucking own you. You're alive because of me. I imagine that's what it would be like to be waterboarded. If I was a fish. Yeah, except instead of water, they're they airboarded. Use a huge metallic hook and they pierce your flesh of your mouth with it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, no, they love it. They like it. It's fine. Would you go noodling, like catfish noodling? Where you just pick them up? You gotta put like your whole fucking like arm inside of like a tree stump that's underwater, and then you fucking pull your arm out. And there's a goddamn catfish on there. Is a catfish, like, is your arm in the catfish's mouth? Yeah, up to your elbow. I don't think they got teeth, though, so they can't bite down. Yeah, but you still, like, up to your arm and fucking catfish. You gotta go all the way up, so, to grab him, right? Where so, are you grabbing him by? His, uh, the the oh, inside the gill. of his gill on the inside of his mouth. Oh. You grab it like a hook, and you bring it down. Oh. And you got a goddamn catfish. And then the hook brings you back? The hook brings you back. <laughs> What's the hook gonna be? It gonna be what it be. I had a friend that caught a catfish, but with her hands, but it, she wasn't noodling. What was she doing? <laughs> she just, she just like had her hands in the water and like a cat, she just grabbed the fish. I don't know. It was wild. Wait a minute. We were in the creek. <laughs> How did you? She brought that fish with her, didn't she? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, didn't see, see it with her. You didn't see how she had a, one hand behind her back the entire time you guys I were I didn't notice out? that. <laughs> hey, it's strange. You only have one hand behind your back this entire time. <laughs> Look over there. Oh, shit, I caught a catfish. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, listen, this was a fun one. Uh, we hope you enjoy uh, the extensive information that you were, would you say you downloaded people today? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, tune in next time, you guys. We got some uh, big shit coming up, right? Yeah. Right. Epic. Epic. All right, Epic. guys. Epic. Uh, you want to say goodbye? Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs>
guys really stink. We were just singing the baby to sleep. Wake up, little Betty Bites. Have you been Betty Bites? It was waking me up. When I lay me down to sleep. When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus, the soul is temporarily in darkness. It is deluded, and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed, and its perception of truth blotted out.